0: Hello, hello, hello! I am your Mama Celeste. hostess with the most is Michael Munoz, and welcome to In YO Mouth.
1: Oh. In YO Mouth. I'm
0: the queen of food, who's always in the, in the mood, mood to lick it right, lick it good. Oh, show oh, you how to. Oh finish. God, that's good. I wanna know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In yo. Mouth. Got the
1: goosebumps. <laughs>
0: Hey there, and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the Moses Munoz, and how y'all doing? Yeah. (laughs) We are off to the races today. We are a week away from Thanksgiving. I just realized this. A week away. How long have I been preaching that Christmas is right around the corner, and now we are here Thanksgiving is here. Now folks, may I ask you a question out there? Do we really care about Thanksgiving? Do we really care about the turkey? Because I'm I'm a turkey lover, like the gobble of it all, honey. She's insatiable. But at the same time, I know more people who don't like the turkey than do like the turkey. Like, yes, I guess it's about the family of it all or it is about the family of it all and And being a community and coming together, you know, and trying to avoid the politics and whatnot. But, like, I don't know. I feel like I care less and less. This is an argument I have with my mother on the daily these days because she is, like, turkey forward. I need to make a turkey on Thanksgiving. And I was like, but why? Why couldn't we make a turkey on, like, you know, next Tuesday? Like, why does it have to be next Thursday? Um, I I don't know, but that's the soapbox <laughs> I'm on right now because it's it's just what's happening in my life. Other than that, I have been cooking up a storm these days. This like cool, cold weather in New York City has me, you know, just like barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. Is that terrible to say these days? I, I don't even know. But like, you know, I'm I'm just here in the kitchen, um, single as can be, so definitely not pregnant, right? Um, and And yeah, I'm just really, really enjoying um, this time in the kitchen and kind of rediscovering, you know, my... uh my uh, my my voice, my kitchen, my kitchen flare. I, I don't even know what to, what it is. It is early in the morning, but you know what I'm really excited for today's guest. So let me stop yapping here and get to the getting on, ladies and gentlemen and folks all around. Please help me welcome the one, the only Anthony Barone. Say hi, Heidi, Heidi, ho. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, my love? Thank you. Oh, for being my God, here.
1: Michael, thank you for having me. This is amazing. Yeah. I've never been so warm and toasty talking to somebody.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, in your mouth, <laughs> listeners. Anthony came on this pod. Listen, I met Anthony out on about like a week, two weeks ago, right? We were out dipping and doing and doing the thing. And we stopped for a little bit of like, we are tipsy pizza. And Anthony works at this fabulous pizza joint here in New York City. And we just got to Kikiing and it was the best. And I was like, I need to get you on the pod. And Anthony immediately signed up and was like, yes. And now when I signed on, Anthony is under the cover. (laughs) (laughs) It is the first undercover in your mouth ever.
1: There you go. See, we're 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 breaking boundaries every morning.
0: Yes. Well, In Your Mouth <laughs> listeners, he's under the covers because I send out this, like, detailed thing about, like, you know, you have to be in, like, a really quiet space, even though here in 120 square feet in Times Square, you know, the po-po are o- always after this ass. Yeah. And, like, people are always <laughs> screaming in the streets. But I try to keep it as quiet as possible, you know? And so Anthony signed up, and he was like, I'm going to podcast from under the covers today, warm and comfy. So comfy. thank you for being here, oh and thank God. you for doing the work.
1: Thank you for having me. How are you? This morning is beautiful. I'm just trying to avoid all my little animals running around making noise.
0: I love that. So I'm love
1: hiding that. in my little cupboard. My little <laughs> cupboard of covers.
0: You sound great. You sound like you're in a professional studio. So I am, I, this I, is so
1: professional. <laughs> if they can just see the video. <laughs>
0: Or not see the video. Or not dark. see the video. You know this. Yeah. This should be like late night on. Night. In yo your mouth. You're you're totally stealing my Delilah vibes.
1: Delilah, I was about to say love love phones with Dr. Judy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a little too young. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm dating myself.
0: I love the Delilah. Hello. The She's Del- still on the air. She is. You know, poor thing. Uh, <laughs> listen, she's making her money. But listen, before we get to the getting on, Anthony, in the grand tradition of in your mouth, I need to wish you happy National Baklava Day. Baklava. Kronja
1: yeah.
0: Oh, are you Greek?
1: No, I've worked Greek before, though. Oh, how <laughs> oh, How many? <laughs> how many? <laughs> Ah, three different Greeks in three different area codes.
0: Yes, I mean, you know, um, <laughs> as long as they weren't in, in financial crisis like the country, right? I I guess it's good.
1: <laughs> no, no. They were fine restaurants.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. We are off to the races indeed. Ba- uh, baklava or baklava? There, There's a question.
1: It's baklava. Oh, mm.
0: right. Because on Great British uh, Bake Off, they're saying... Uh, baklava, baklava, they are well, saying yeah. baklava. The British
1: baklava. people also say lots of things that don't sound right, <laughs> especially to Greeks.
0: <laughs> are we a baklava fan?
1: Oh, absolutely. The yeah. layers of buttery pastry.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the honey and nuts for me. Oh, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah. syrup.
1: Oh, it's the syrup of it all.
0: Yes, it's delicious. I, it's, it's been a long time since I've had a good baklava. And I always forget that here in Midtown, in, in the Hell's Kitchen area of Manhattan, In Your Mouth listeners, there's a great Greek little hole in the wall called, is it Poseidon? You see, I always forget about it because you always just pass, pass it by because it's this hole in the wall. But they serve some, some hot, delicious baklava. Favorite baklava in
1: the city? Do you have one? My yeah, of course. I'm cu- like I'm, I'm located directly in Greek Town here in Astoria, so oh. I've got a, a handful of amazing Greek pastry places and restaurants. So and I'm full of baklava, pala for that, and uh, also like there's just so many great desserts they make. Absolutely. The, the trick is trying to pronounce them correctly.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, what you call me? That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got some words and they're long. It's like 14-letter yes. words. for Absolutely. A, with, a let, with letters convert. you've
0: never seen before. But listen, the language, the people, and the place are... It would be you, Timos. And in-your-mouth listeners, if you are not from New York City and you're, you are visiting, uh, Astoria, New York, is it's worth mentioning since you mentioned it. Yeah. It has a huge uh, and long history um, of a Greek population and, and Greek culture. So it's definitely worth a visit for the food. But, Anthony, you are in luck because today is a double day for some odd reason, and I don't understand why. Um, but it's also... I need to wish you happy National Homemade Bread Day.
1: <laughs> it just doesn't end.
0: It doesn't end, right? Been, and but three hundred and sixty-five days in a year. I guess
1: they got to double up, right?
0: So I, I guess so to celebrate all these things. But like uh, ho- National Homemade Bread Day takes me back to the um, the panini of it all, the pan. The pandemic, Lovato, <laughs> of it all, <laughs> where everyone was making homemade bread. So this doesn't oh, give God. me good vibes.
1: This. I bought. I bought a bread bowl silicone thing. I'm like, oh, you know, the three ingredient bread that everybody makes on Instagram. I'm like,
0: no, uh, yeah. tell me about it. Three ingredient bread. I'm assuming it's, it's flour. It's supposed
1: to be no need. The no need bread recipes, where you just gotta let things sit for hours and hours. Um, and then you just end up going to the bakery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I wanted that bread with butter on it now.
0: Yes. Like can I just get like a Hawaiian yeah. roll and just like go to a just,
1: French restaurant and eat two baguettes.
0: You know, just throw it in the oven, right? They're like you know, uh, yeah. two eight packs for like three ninety nine up at the That's supermarket, right. like in and oh, out, Jesus. You know what I mean? Well, no matter that. what you celebrate out there, whether you're celebrating National Baklava Day or Homemade Bread Day, we celebrate you on this day. And moving right along to this day in gay history, Anthony, did you know in 1960, RuPaul was born on this day? Absolutely, I work. did. You better work. Cover
1: girl. Work a girl. girl. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Happy uh, she has happy, changed the the gay life for everyone in the world. It's she
0: has, she has. So in nineteen sixty, uh, November seventeenth, RuPaul is born. Uh, RuPaul, Andre Charles, and uh, he, she, they Uh, is an American actor, host, drag queen, television personality, and singer-songwriter. Since 2009, he has produced and hosted a reality competition series, RuPaul's Drag Race, race, for which he received two awards in 2016 and 2017. And I think it's more than two awards, actually, because he keeps winning all the Emmys, right? And he has described doing drag as a very, very political act because it challenges the status quo by rejecting fixed identities. But it is a RuPaul's birthday on November 17th, and I hear we just passed your birthday, so happy yes. birthday to you on We're November both Scorpios. Ah. Oh, big Scorpio energy. Big Absolutely. Scorpio. Energy. I don't even know what that means. I, I just see it all over. The-
1: oh, you haven't been with the Scorpio then. <laughs> I, I
0: feel like I have. I yeah. I, don't, I don't know. You know.
1: Everyone's got one in their pocket.
0: Uh, one in their pocket or one in their <laughs> pants. <laughs> I don't know what's with me today. She's uh, she is on a. She's road. on a well, different day. Yes. Well, happy birthday to RuPaul and happy certainly birthday, happily. Ru. Happy belated birthday to you, Anthony, but I want to get to the getting on. In your mouth, listeners, if you don't know, and you absolutely should know, Anthony Barone has been in the food industry for over 25 years. He's worked the gamut from McDonald's to Michelin star restaurants. All types of cuisines, Greek, Italian, Turkish, French, and Japanese. He now finds himself going back to his roots by serving fresh Italian fare of pasta and pizza to his neighbors, community, and friends in Chelsea at Pasta by Hudson from day fra- all day to night. But when it's late night, he turns into his alter ego, Miss
1: Pearl. Hello. Hey honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh you didn't see me costume change. <laughs>
0: Yes, right. That that's a quick change, like a Absolutely. like a reveal. Everything. Welcome and thank you for being here and in your mouth, listeners. I had to have Anthony on the pod from the night that we just met because we were kikiing and laughing, and then I got to thinking about the fast food service of it all, the New, the New York pizza of it all. Anthony manages um, a, a very, very delicious, delicious, like, pizza and pasta re- uh, restaurant in Chelsea here. And I, I want to start in a place of, like, actually the McDonald's of it all. And what was your biggest takeaway? Like, what if you had to say, like, you learned one major thing from working at that McDonald's, what would it be?
1: At that point is how many nuggets I could fit in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> she was a chubby kid growing up. But besides that, it was really the service. Um, I was pretty good at it. You know, when you, when you see something like that at 16, my, besides me being uh, a McDonald's freak at the time, I would eat it every day, obviously, because I worked there. But um, it's, it's how quick you can get on the register, honestly, at the McDonald's. It's how quick you can work your way up and be talking to people and be that face of the of you know the golden arches and get get those kids their happy meals and make them happy.
0: Yeah, and I ask this because you know here in America fast food service there's like a big stigma with it. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, and so it's just like for lack of a better way to put it this morning like it's like kind of like a starter job or like undesirable when you know right mcdonald's i guess i guess has its issues you know like the fast food of it all you know like the the health of it all right allegedly uh but the but people have like worked their way up to like super high paying jobs starting you know at the at the wash station or at the fryer and you know and then there's a bigger like this could be like an eight-hour podcast here, but I kind of just want to touch upon this, right, and the other bigger discussion of, like, raising the minimum wage for these people who work there who, like, this is their livelihoods. This is how they work because they work in a town where these are the jobs available, you know? And so, you know, from that and into even into this pizza joint that you work in now, which could be considered fast food, you know?
1: yeah. Fast Um, casual, absolutely.
0: Fast casual. And the stigma of that, but, like, the, the service you provide, the connect that we had, yeah. right? I think there's a value in talking about this to the people, and it's one of the many reasons I wanted you on this pod. Uh, any opinions on that?
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's, at any given point, 10,000 places you can go to eat pizza in New York, or anything, pasta. Um, I think the the key here is serving it fresh. It's our little niche. Um, we make the f- pasta, like, in the house every day. But, um, more than that, it's, uh, I learned this from a lot of uh, my mentors in the business. You really have to make that connection with the guest. Um, they really want to, you know, they can come back for good food. There's a num- number of places that have amazing food, but it's that extra thing that they're going to come back for, and it's going to be me or it's going to be, you know, whoever's the face at the moment. So it's really important, especially in the hiring process, that you get somebody who cares um and, and, and who can you say, re- represent your brand
0: yeah yeah absolutely and i mean this is why we're here now because yeah. you were you were fantastic <laughs> we had a we had a blast the pizza was great obviously um right. but it was it was the connect that we had what would you say to people who and this is what i was trying to get at a little too um who like who look down on jobs like this you know cuz like cause of the stigma of it all like You know, like as if these, you know, because these aren't undesirable jobs, you know, these are these are good paying jobs and these are uh, and there are people who love these sort of jobs. And like, you know, being a waiter myself for a very long time, 20, 23 years in and out of restaurants, I've had people say, uh, say, come up to me and be like, oh, don't worry, a better job is coming. (laughs) Right. Right. <laughs> as, I worked at this, as I worked at one of the most expensive boutique hotels, right. and I just happened to be handing out popcorn, right? And I, I wanted to say to her, bitch, if you knew how much I made
1: <laughs> exactly. just,
0: to, just to hand you a, a, a bag of popcorn right now, you would fall on the floor.
1: That's you right. Know? My mother was one of them. I mean, my whole life was like, when are you getting a real job? When are you getting a real job?
0: Yeah, but uh, what, what, I, do you say to, what do you say to those people? Because well, you are in the
1: thick of it. I'm in the thick of it. I've been in for also about 25 years. And um, that was the beginning part. You know, sometimes, yeah, you see yourself. I think it's how you do your job and you know yourself that you're not waiting for another good job. You might be, you know, it might come along and there might be a better opportunity. But whatever you're doing at the moment, you really have to put your all into it. I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it really is the truth because you really do need to love what you do in order to get the connect with in our industry the guest or the you know the host of the party or whatever whatever part of the hospitality you're doing at the moment but it, it it's a different kind of person it really does like some people could never do it you know you know people that can't even talk properly to another person let alone you know serve them happily
0: I think you make a good point there in finding the love. Finding right. the love of it and you have to love it and even if it is a stepping stone to something else or a transitional right. moment, right? As as it has been for me mo- uh, most of the time, but sometimes it's out of necessity and sometimes, like this summer, I just picked up another serving job just because I needed a little extra cash, but like, I didn't... It wasn't out of necessity. It's because I, wa- I wanted to keep busy, you know? And it's like finding that love and and even like i said if it's a transitional moment like loving it at the moment you know and and there is a love for it cuz there is a lot of positive and and especially if you're a people person um like the interactions the the and having right. good people around you and like spreading that good energy it's you know like there's
1: yeah.
0: there's there's a lot of great things that happen behind the scenes that If you've never worked in a restaurant or fast food or anything like that, you don't even see or realize.
1: I mean, I don't live in Chelsea, but I do, you know, work there 60 hours a week. And I'm on the corner nowadays because we are all outdoor dining. <laughs> and I never thought I'd be working the corner in Chelsea. And be but, she, but she she's a high-class
0: hooker. She Absolutely.
1: is high class. I am the most colorful thing on any corner you've ever seen in Chelsea.
0: Listen, look at those legs. I haven't seen legs, legs. like that since I got rid of the piano. <laughs>
1: but, but it's it's just, they made me lose my train of thought, babe. <laughs> it's it's just that it's just that you need you need to really like what you're doing and 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 when I was away for a month I, I took my after the summer break because it was a hell of a hot summer on that corner and um, I came back and everybody's like oh my god like everybody in the neighborhood that's why I say the neighborhood because they really embraced us we're just a small mom and pop shop you know and. Um, the neighbors just came by and hugged me and all this love, you know. And it really is about that. And it, it, you give what you get at the end of the day in most cases. Um, yeah. But it, especially in this case, not only, I mean, these people, some of these people don't even eat. They just are walkers by and part of the neighborhood, they say hi every day. We have conversations on the street. It doesn't have anything to do with my food. It's just what you do when you live in a, in a place you you just embrace it and hopefully be embraced back and it was it was it was quite moving when i got back out of uh, from a month out away
0: that's beautiful to hear and the fact that like sometimes that sort of work isn't easy you know no. it's high demand you know it's different than working like in like a full service restaurant you know what i mean absolutely in the sense of like you know, where you keep touching the tables and this and that, like, this is like, people want it now, people want it quick, people want it like right. people have high demands, people like everything needs to happen at a faster pace, you know and it's like and so like, dealing with the array of personalities within like a five to eight minute span is like, <laughs> it's, hot, it's not easy. I've I'm had breakups,
1: to... I've had there's like, and you know you know what people are going through, you know, everybody's always worried about their own shoes kind of thing yeah. Like, you don't know what people are walking, I'm walking into. Every time I walk to a, a table, they could be on their way to a, a, the airport or, or on the way to a show or just had a fight or just having a fight. <laughs> like yeah. I'm like a therapist at most times. Uh, even in that short period of time, you just have to kind of read the room, get them, you know, mellowed out or happy or they're already happy. You've got to be a really good people person.
0: Yeah, and unlike like a tra- like a traditional restaurant, like where I've had the experience where people are dining for like an hour, or two hours, you right. know, you have you have an opportunity to change the vibe and the mood, you know. Right. Uh, and I've done that, and I'm sure, you, knowing you yeah. and having spoken with you, like I, I'm sure you you know how to navigate that, and then. If it's not a good situation, you change the mood and and all of a sudden people are happy and people are laughing and this and that. But like in this situation, you just don't have that. So it's really interesting to navigate and this and that. Before we cut out to the break, I want to know where, because I mean, to work 60 hours in a a fast, casual pizza, pasta, drink, you really have to love A, the business and B, food in general and food service. Where does your love of food come from?
1: Oh, that's definitely my grandmother and my mom. Uh, growing up in an Italian house, I didn't really, I didn't really have a, like, um, a lot of friends growing up. Like, my friends were like sixty and seventy years old, <laughs> and we used to sit around the table and make cookies and and play canasta and, and play well Italian scopa. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, it's the same thing, but it, in in Sicilian. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I love uh, it. it's all about the food, and it was all about pulling out the great plates, you know, when everybody came over. And I, I still, to this day, have my grandmother's plates. It's, it's, it's all very much part of who I am.
0: Your grandmother's breastplates?
1: My grandmother's best plates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, best plates. She wasn't a drag queen. <laughs> I meant, I, I was grandma a
1: drag queen too? No, but... <laughs> she, was, she was my inspiration for drag, though. She had a ton of, she was a seamstress for 40 years. So I got all my trimmings in the basement next oh to my, my food. God.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. So growing up in Italian, where did you grow up?
1: Uh, uh, Long Island, actually, oh, uh, about half Long an hour Island. out of out of the city. Yeah, I'm very close. Yes, I was the Grigio
0: and the Ice Cubes. Let us celebrate.
1: We, <laughs> Reuni on ice was more like.
0: It. Oh my God!
1: I'm dating myself. Yeah. Oh my God. Me and Rupaul Charles uh, <laughs> have a lot more in common. <laughs> <laughs> in age.
0: Oh my god! Oh my god! And you're both just as fabulous. This has been so much fun, uh, and we're going to get back to it. But I think now, because we're we're in the midst of hysterics of uh, and breastplates or breastplates <laughs> <laughs> I think now is the best time to take you out to my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the podcast, Anthony. A little something we like to call...
1: (sighs) That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Food
0: news update. Ooh. Food news. Food news. honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spell the tea. Ooh. News update. Arby's is releasing two French fry flavored vodkas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you can't even get it together. I can't get it together. Flies.
0: <laughs> yes, French flies for a flavored. vodka. flies. How easy to say French fry flavored vodkas. <laughs> French fly, French fry flavored vodkas. French fry flavored vodka. French fry. French I, fry. French fry flavored. So, what are we doing? Cheese fries. <laughs> I don't know. Pickin, pickin it's not cheese man. fries. I, listen, the, how weird. I guess this makes sense, but it doesn't make sense all at the same time. But I'm here for the Arby's because I love the meats, honey. Meats. Yes. Earlier yeah, this meats. year, apparently, and thank you to Food and Wine Magazine for always keeping me in the know for my food news. Not a sponsor, but you're more than welcome to be, honey. Um, earlier this year, the meat centric sandwich chain expanded its french fry options by adding crinkle cut fries along their usual curly fries. Now to hammer home their two fry options, Arby's will be releasing two limited-edition vodkas, Arby's Curly Fry Vodka and Arby's Crinkle Fry Vodka.
1: Sounds like it'll make a good Bloody Mary.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess. The Curly Fry Vodka is billed as a tribute to the mastery of crisp, spiced, curled potatoes distilled with cayenne, paprika, onion, and garlic for Mm. a spirit that preserves the distinctive and authentic tasting notes of the traditional Arby's Curly Fry. Roll Meanwhile, the up. Crinkle Fry vodka is made with kosher salt and sugar to honor the rich tradition of salted potato shapes.
1: Hmm. Still, I think they would make good Bloody Marys. So they're <laughs> serving vodka at Arby's now.
0: Um, I don't know if they're serving them at... Uh, I think you have to go somewhere.
1: But Taco Bell does real. it.
0: Really? A talk- oh, is Taco Bell have- serving tequila now?
1: Yeah, they have tequila. The cantinas.
0: Oh, oh I, I haven't had a Taco Bell in forever. I haven't had a McDonald's in forever. I I love an Arby's, though. Um, Arby's, oh, we got the meat. I'm a
1: White Castle girl. I love a White Castle.
0: That's Oh, my God. Growing up, I love that square little burger. I could have like 40 of them, you yeah. know, with the cheese, the pickles, the onions. Mm-hmm. Mm. Extra everything. Extra Everything. Absolutely. Well, I mean, this is why this makes sense to me, because potato vodka is a thing, you know? Right. Absolutely. So th- therefore, gluten-free. it's gluten-free, right. you know? And, I mean, like, and look at this. In this article, Arby suggests a Bloody Mary. Hello. Yeah.
1: It's perfect for bloody. I mean, anything with spice. I yeah. was also a bartender for 10 years at the last 10 years of uh, real restaurants.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, before the COVID. Yeah. I, I love it. I Listen, I don't, I, I think we're here for this. What else could we make with like a, a curly fry, vodka fries, and like
1: a dirty martini? No.
0: Great. Make a chocolate martini.
1: Oh, right? the, because <gasps> dip in your the, frosty,
0: mm, the, mm. the French fry frosty of it yes. all. Right?
1: That's a good one. With the potato, the, with the cr- uh, crinkle fry one. Yeah. The kosher salt one.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, chocolate salty vodka.
0: Yes, but not creamy. Like there's no. there's like that chocolate martini that's like creamy and mm. then there's like the chocolate martini that has like no cream in it. That's the that's the good one. It's like the espresso martini and yeah. people who don't know how to make an espresso martini and put Baileys in it. Bleh, yeah. No. Send yeah. you right to the bathroom. Ruin your night. <laughs> 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 Nobody's bottoming after that. No.
1: <laughs> Sorry, tops only. <laughs>
0: are here for this. I think uh, we're here yeah. for this. You know what? And if you are here for this, I guess uh Arby's is also not a sponsor, but if you want to snag them, they'll be on sale tomorrow at arbysbotgut.com and there's only like a limited edition and then there'll be a second drop on November 22nd just in time for the holidays. So, You know what? You can surprise uh Uncle Uncle Harry, right? Uh, in in Minnesota. <laughs> Who loves him in Arby's <laughs> He's with some
1: gluten free girls also yeah,
0: with some of this? I think we're here for this. This is not cheap either. <gasps> Anthony, you want to take a guess? Forty
1: five?
0: Try fifty nine ninety
1: nine. For a liter or seven fifty?
0: Yeah, the seven fifty. Yeah. The seven fifty. No? Yes. Or you could buy the bundle the uh during bundle. each drop for a hundred nineteen
1: ninety eight. That's not a Deal. that's not a deal <laughs> that's the same thing
0: <laughs> that is not a deal
1: it's like 10 cents off
0: okay we are you know what we are we are here for the vodka not here for this
1: right sorry pricing <laughs> go back to arby's prices please like give me a six pack of vodka <laughs>
0: absolutely burger king partners with robin hood for side of crypto giveaway now are you a crypto gal
1: she is. This 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 um, this this uh, plague got me into this crypto because I have nothing better to do than to stare at my phone for extra amount of time now.
0: Exactly. So, I don't understand the crypto. I do own a little bit of crypto. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, at at the barge that I worked on this this summer, some drunk Man, uh, during some like, I guess it was a crypto centric party, like company was like, man, you really need to buy this. This is going to really go up and it's going to blow up. And then I mentioned like Shiba or something. He's like, no. And he and he fell down a hole of explaining it, which I, it, it was like Greek to me. Yeah. I did not understand any of it. But on my break, I was like, you know what? I have twenty five dollars in tips that I could throw at this. So I threw twenty five dollars. And now it's I looked at it the other day. It's at like 60 bucks.
1: Yeah. It works. You know? I mean, it's better than a bank account, but it just doesn't have the security, that's all.
0: Yeah, I'm I mean, I I haven't thrown a lot of money at it, but I've thrown a little bit and like if something happens, something happens and it, you know what, at the end of the day, I can spend uh, I I spend more than $25 on booze and coffee <laughs> in the week, you know Absolutely. what I mean? You know Evening. what I mean? So yeah, Uh, Also, uh, notice the, notice (laughs) the, the, what happened? You said
1: the week. Yeah, the (laughs) The, week. The day. Or the day, absolutely. $25 in New York? Yeah, I mean. That doesn't go far.
0: No, that's, that's one cup, one large iced almond milk latte and uh, maybe two drinks at happy hour.
1: You have to find it in Chelsea.
0: Right. Absolutely. Notice the, notice, $6 the, notice the fast food theme here, too. So um, according to the Burger King crypto website, because now uh, Burger King has partnered with Robinhood, which allows Royal Perks members to claim a free k- crypto coin every day, which... That's a, that's a mouthful in itself, right? But the chain has partnered with the investment app Robinhood Crypto for the promotion. Between last week and Sunday, November 21st, Burger King will be giving away 2 million Doge coins, 200 Ethereum, and 20 Bitcoin. Ethereum? Is that how you say it?
1: 20 Bitcoin is a lot. Bitcoins now are like $69,000 each. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. As of yesterday, wow,
0: 20 bitcoins. I wonder how much it costs to join this Royal Perks, because I'll go I'll go to Burger King it's and like buy a lot
1: game at McDonald's.
0: <laughs> well, no, that was a big scam. At least yeah. you get something out of this. That's Yeah.
1: True. Isn't That's that great? It's like they're helping you save to buy more
0: burgers. Yeah. Yeah, I guess in order to claim a free crypto coin, you must be a member of Burger King's Royal Perks loyal Loyalty Program and make at least $5 pre-tax purchase either through the Burger King app or on BK.com using my code, which can be requested during checkout. Um, oh, after ordering, you'll receive an email with a prize code, right? Yeah, that's pretty... And then you'll get your. You have to claim your free cryptocurrency through the Robinhood app. That seems like a lot of work, but it could be worth it. It
1: could be worth it. if they it. give you little, they'll probably give you like five dollars worth of something, and it grows if you keep adding to it. I think that's what they're trying to get investors in Robinhood, probably.
0: Yeah, I mean, oh, I heard. Yeah, I mean, it's good to save, and like I said, you spend more money at least in this city on less. So at least. If you're if you are a Burger King stan, you know, mm. and you're going, at least get something back and in Frozen Coke.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I, I mean, I haven't I haven't been to Burger King in. Just I get a couldn't Whopper. I, mm. couldn't tell you. I oh a charbroiled Whopper. Mm. You know something. what? I just heard Sweet Green. Are you a Sweet Green stan fan? Stan,
1: no, I haven't Sweet Greened
0: you haven't sweet green it's delicious in your mouth listener sweet greens is like a salad joint here in New York City okay. and um you can order the same freaking ingredients from any other salad stand and it won't taste the same i don't know what they did it's all farm to table delicious but like you can now like opt to try to buy sweet green stock before they go public i think FYI. I don't know. I think we're here for this, right? But, and this is, we're talking all day. This is going to be an eight hour podcast. So we got to get to the getting on. And last but not least, Ryan M.F. Reynolds honors the McRib with a questionable cocktail. Oh,
1: McRib. Yes.
0: The Uh, cocktail, rightfully uh, named the gin riblet, is made by combining four ounces of tomato juice, uh, half an ounce of barbecue sauce, a squeeze of lemon, and one and a half ounces of aviation American gin. The drink is definitely a savory sip and probably pairs well with the McRib itself.
1: Anything pairs well with the McRib.
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh,
1: You just got me right in the spot, girl. I, I hit you. I hit your rib spot. It's it's in town. <laughs> She's here for a limited time only.
0: Yes, uh, in uh, your mouth, <laughs> listeners. If you want to slide into Anthony's DMs, you know right where that rib spot is. Get you,
1: app, girl. <laughs> rib. I'll be on the corner of Twenty First and Seventh. Oh my God! Bring it to me. Oh we'll trade. We'll trade. <laughs> Listen. This was a very
0: fast food food news update. But I am here for it, and I think we are here for all of it. And this is a perfect way to end food news update! Oh, my God, I completely lost track of time because all we were doing is laughing about all this fast food (laughs) ridiculousness. Let's take take maybe a serious turn. I don't know here. And I want to ask you about... um, coming out because, you know, coming out, uh, you know, the experience of it is important and each one of our stories are unique and are important Mm -hmm. to hear and we never know who's listening. And so I always ask my guests about coming out. What was coming out like for you?
1: Oh, for me, um, I was just going over this the other day, actually. It was quite hilarious. Um, I had gotten in trouble with the law and um, my parents had me cornered and they're like, you have a problem. And I said, I said you can't handle my problems I totally Jack Nicholson my coming out story that they couldn't handle my problems because I didn't have a problem I was gay and I couldn't tell them I so I used the straightest actor in the world I think (laughs) his line to come out to my parents and it only in retrospect did I realize I said that like a few good men, like the movie, yeah. Uh, so, I kind of played the I pl- kind of played the gay card to get out of uh, trouble at the time. This was twenty five years ago, <laughs> so it was a different uh, time back then.
0: <laughs> absolutely, <Yeah. laughs> coming
1: out was not something you did. I remember one of my friends came out in Catholic school, and it was quite horrific for him. He's like the priest told him he was going to hell, and every coming out day he. Re- I re- we recall the story on Facebook together, and it was—it's quite horrific. I kind of had an easy out um, for me. I mean, because I came out to my friends way before my mm. parents, so at that time it was an easy one. Some are just heartbreaking and horrific, and you know, ending fam- familial ties. It's—I didn't have any of that, thank goodness. Yeah, um, and
0: you know what? Each one of, like I said, each one of our stories are unique, and I and I try not to qualify coming out stories on the podcast because anybody who's here in front of me and who entrusts me with their story and their words um, you know, it's they're here because the glow up has them in a space, you know the journey has taken them into a space of like fabulousness, of like of of greatness, you know and so that journey isn't necessarily qualifiable because you wouldn't be here without that experience, you know and and so should we all have like terrible things happen to us absolutely not like for a glow up that's certainly not what i'm saying but what i am saying is that like you know you you the way the way things happen and the trajectory of it all has has made us the people who we are today right mm-hmm. and so and so it's a beautiful thing and and it's beautiful to hear you know we and we also need to hear the good the the happy coming out stories uh, along with the the tumultuous ones you know yeah. like cuz not everything a lot of the gay media out there is all like death and despair right
1: well Still. that's the media in general i mean but yes so. absolutely nowadays i think it's a little easier i mean just cuz of the what was on tv back in 20 25 years ago was minimal like very small amount of gayness on tv and now it's just uh, you're immersed in it, you know. You have yeah. no choice but to see and to learn, which is great. So, for the straights, they learn and they, they're they exposed. So, it's it It seems like it's a little easier these days to come out. But, I mean, every yeah. situation. is different. where you are. For exactly, sure. yeah. New York is, sure. is also very good for that, too. Yes
0: absolutely. Um, Before we close out, I wanted to just touch on Miss Pearl and Ah. how she came about and what she and what she's about and what she does. Tell me about tell me about Miss
1: Pearl. Miss Pearl had a fabulous uh, pre-COVID a fabulous uh, bingo cabaret show. Miss Pearl was born in Cherry Grove, Fire Island. (laughs) Uh-huh. <laughs> a little girl in the Rooster Projects <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Not in the not, Rooster Projects <laughs> not, not, not the RuPaul of it all No, actually Because of RuPaul, Miss Pearl was born um, I had to host uh, The finale for the, At that point, I think it was Season something with Aquaria So they're like, can you do drag? And I said, of course I can do drag I had done drag 20 years before When I was young and pretty so this Miss this, this, uh, Pearl came about because um, I had bought a drag tag sale wig and I had a caftan and, you know, I'm, I'm quite a ham on my own. So honestly, the, the personality doesn't change much. <laughs> it's just the makeup and the hair because I'm still the same kind of person. I mean, I just make people laugh, but it's a little easier and you get, a little, get to push a little further when you get the mask on, you know.
0: And, and Grandma's breastplate.
1: And the grandma's breastplate that has been handed down to me from generations. That's incredible. kitchen towels.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. What's next for you? What's next? Are we going to see more of Miss
1: Pearl? Miss Pearl right. should be, uh, yeah, I think um, we'll be pairing with some people. we we'll have the Chelsea sisters, so there's a, a few of us that are getting shows now indoors because the winter is coming, you know what I mean? The winter so is So we can't really... We did our drag shows on the corner, Well if all my other shows.
0: <laughs>
1: uh-huh. And the leg show. The weather is getting cold. Yeah, so we had brunch. Uh, girls just want to have brunch. Pasta by Hudson. Um, so hopefully, if it doesn't get so cold so quick, we might be able to do one in November. Listen, drag um, is a winter not.
0: sport. With the, uh, it with is, the, with the on triple the streets. And, the, <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, all the... The heavy, the heavy materials, the polyesters and the spandex and the neoprenes and the, wi- and the double-layered wigs and things uh, and the, the wig caps. That is work. a winter sport. I mean, <laughs> <It is. laughs>
1: you really feel like you're wearing a wool cap at all times. So it yeah. was really death in the summer. Uh, pride was hot as Hades, and... Um, and then we did another brunch afterward which was fabulous. So look for Miss Pearl on Instagram and uh, if she gets any bingos going it'll probably be a Monday night, you know. Well that's a Monday perfect segue.
0: Off. That's a perfect segue into let the kids know how to find you, where to find yeah. you, give them all candles and things.
1: Absolutely. Instagram Miss Pearl and A N T O N I. You'll see some pink bubbles, and that'll be me. Big hair, looks like Mrs. Roper in the caftan. I love that. She's, she's fierce. And uh, lots of pearls, obviously. Yeah. And, and, um, and if you're
0: in New York City, you can go visit A- Anthony at Pasta by Hudson in Chelsea. The, the oh, pizza's delicious. The pasta's fresh. Delicious.
1: Everything's amazing. And I'm there Wednesday through Sunday for your pasta and pizza delight.
0: Yeah. Do you know, before we close out, that New York is number eight on twenty? 20- uh, 21's uh, best cities uh, for fast food lovers.
1: Number eight.
0: Number eight. Orlando oh. is number one.
1: Oh, because of all the tourism. Hmm. Disney.
0: Yeah. I guess Disney uh, has the market on fast food. So, like, it yeah, must makes sense.
1: I you say know? Disney. It has to be so, Disney. Yeah. Because New York of- is number one in everything else.
0: All they, all they say, all they serve is fast food. At Disney, you know.
1: Yeah, and all around Orlando was full of it.
0: So yeah. Oh my God. Well, Anthony, this was such a great day and such a great episode. I can't thank you enough for coming on to laugh and chat with me and to oh share, share and spread your joy. This has been so special with you under, being
1: with you I under the covers. The covers. <laughs> well, you got your own, uh, own. Uh, private show here this morning.
0: That's it. That's it. Uh, in your mouth, listeners, it's another day. I hope you're prepping for Thanksgiving as, if that's what you, you're doing. I am really not in the mood. I'm not in the mood for it. Are you no. in the mood for it? I am just I'm, not in the mood for I'm it. I'm not a
1: turkey girl. Um, I really like a ham. <laughs> <laughs> I like, but it's all I about like, yams. I like two hams fighting under a blanket. Oh, um, well. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't found any yet, but I'll let you know if anything pops up here.
0: Um, so <laughs>
1: you got to pass by soon. We I need we need to do this again.
0: We do we do, but I I I don't think pizza and pasta are on my diet going into winter.
1: We I have a great salad.
0: I'm still a, a tossed salad. If you will. we have a
1: hot Chelsea salad, sauteed oh. veggies over greens.
0: I love over greens, honey. Yeah. I love that. Um, yes, yeah, so if you, if you're. In that Thanksgiving prep mode, kudos to you. Even though I do love a turkey, I'm a turkey girl. But I don't know. Maybe I'll get in the mood. It's just, it. It just hasn't like the spirit hasn't overtaken uh, taken me. <laughs> but I wish you all the blessings out there in your Thanksgiving prep, <laughs> in your pie, in your pie prep, in your dessert prep, uh, in your. I hope your your dishwasher has been maintained, right? Because that's also <laughs> a lot of dishes, right? to... Right? And please remember to hand wash grandma's breastplate. That is all I got to say. And with that, because I am off the rails, the last thing I got to say is thank you for listening to In Your Mouth.